very strong warnings about your money. The third one, I had a huge argument with an accountant about, and the banks do not want you to know this. Number one, big warning about your money. It is not safe in the banks. I repeat, it is not safe in the banks. Despite the fluffy commercials that the banks do about caring for you and your money and come and sit on this lovely sofa and come and have an appointment with this lovely looking lady. And we'll take care of your money and we'll take care of your pension and we'll take care of your family because we are a banking family. We care. Despite all of this propaganda nonsense, the banks are a for-profit corporation. And you are the product. You are how the banks make their money. Now, I've interviewed billionaire experts on my show, Disruptors, some of the smartest money minds in the world who believe there is an imminent banking collapse. Banks in America have already gone under. There were runs on the banks in the UK in 2008, and history repeats itself. Humans go round in cycles. We make the same mistakes every 15 or 17 years, and it could be coming. The banking system could collapse. Well, let's say you think I'm a conspiracy theory and I'm being really negative. Well, would you rather protect your money in case the banks collapse or have your money go down with the banks if, and as some people think, when they collapse? Fail to plan, plan to fail. Now, some people say to me, oh yeah, but Rob, in the UK, the banks guarantee £85,000. Your money is safe. As long as you don't have more than £85,000 in one bank account, you'll be fine. Well, well, let's look at that. Did you actually know it's not £85,000 per bank? It's £85,000 per banking group. How many banks do RBS own? RBS, Royal Bank of Scotland Group, own. NatWest, Royal Bank of Scotland. Ulster Bank, Coots, Holtz, Lombard, RBS International, Free Agent, Lloyds. So you could have your money in six different bank accounts, but actually they're all owned by the same banking group. Next thing was, when was the last time these guarantees were tested? In the UK, 16 years ago. Let me ask you this. If a bank goes bust, do you think the first thing they're going to think about is, oh, better pay Rob back his 85 grand. Oh, better pay back all the depositors and all the masses and make sure that everyone's looked after before the shareholders. I don't know if you've ever insured anything. I don't know if you've ever tried to claim on that insurance. I remember insuring one of my early Rolexes. I did some price comparison. I got some quotes. And I got this really competitive quote for insuring a Rolex. I thought, well, this is a good quote. I'll take it. And my business partner said to me, before you take that quote, make sure you read the policy carefully. So I read the policy. And the only way that Rolex was insured is if it was in a safe in my house of X rating or lost in my house. So, broken, not insured, stolen, not insured, lost in the gym, not insured, only in a safe in the house or lost in the house. So I imagine scrutinizing these insurance policies and the finer print of these guarantees of 85 grand, I imagine there'll be some shocks in there. If there's one thing I know insurance companies hate to do the most, it's pay. So fair warning, keep minimum money in the bank. Of course, you need your overheads and your direct debits and your expenses. Everything else, get it out of the banks. Get it into assets that go up in value and produce income. Get it out of the system into decentralized physical assets. Maybe watches, maybe gold, maybe property. Second strong warning about your money is it's going down at an alarming rate. You think inflation is 4.7% or 5.2%? I have the Rob's rule when it comes to inflation. Double it. 
If they tell you inflation is five, I say, say it's 10. That might be a little bit overplayed, but at least you can plan properly on how to manage your money. Oh, and you know inflation, the RPI, the CPI, the basket of goods, well, have to be a bloody massive basket to fit every good and product and service that you buy into it. So it's my opinion and experience that not everything is included in the inflation rate. Not everything is put in the basket of goods. And my guess is like me, you don't think that your soaring cost of living has only gone up 4.7% in the last year. In fact, after lockdown 2020, they were openly telling us that inflation was double digits. So if it's 10.5 and doubling that, that's 21%. That's hyperinflation. That's Zimbabwean dollars. About 10 years ago, I got my helicopter license. And there are two speeds that you measure in a helicopter. There's ground speed and there's air speed. And one of those, depending on the direction of the wind, is faster or slower than the other. So if you have a backwind, you're actually going faster on the ground than you are in the air and vice versa if you have a headwind. And this is the same with your money in the bank. Imagine if you had the two figures. Number one was the actual amount you'd put in the bank, let's say 100 grand. And number two was its value after inflation. Now, the backwind in the bank where the ground speed is faster than the airspeed is if interest rates are higher than inflation. So you're making a net gain on your money. So you put in 100 grand, but you might end up with 102 grand a year if the interest rate is 2% higher than the inflation rate, which despite what the banks and media tell you virtually never happens and absolutely did not happen since lockdown 2020. And even as interest rates are higher now, it is still not happening. Interest rates are not beating inflation. So in reality, your money left in the banks is a massive headwind where your ground speed is slower than your airspeed because inflation is wiping out your money even as interest rates rise. And number three, strong warning about your money, which hopefully you can guess by now, your money is not an asset. Your money is a liability. In the early 1970s, we came off the gold standard where money was no longer backed by a physical real asset and money became one of the greatest Ponzi schemes existing in man. And money became one of the greater legalized Ponzi schemes. Money goes down with inflation. The government can print money at any time. The government have printed more money since lockdown than all the money that ever existed in the world before it, according to Patrick Beck David. So the banks can literally turn on the money printers, create more money for them, devaluing the money that you currently own. Now, I had an argument with an accountant about this because the accountant told me that the banks see money and cash as an asset. On their balance sheet, the cash is an asset. I said, but it's going down in value. Therefore, it has to be a liability. He said, no, it's cash money. It's an asset. I said, anything that goes down in value is put on the depreciation side of the balance sheet. When you buy microphones and furniture and camera equipment and hardware in a business, that hardware immediately starts to go down in value on the balance sheet. So it goes on the liability section. It goes down in value and you can depreciate that asset and you can actually make tax savings. The banks know this and they take your cash. They know it's a liability that's going to go down. They immediately lend and invest it out. They get a return on your asset. You take all the risk. They get all the profit. Money isn't everything, but everything is better with money. And remember, if you don't risk anything, you risk everything.